you're not using the mic are you i am using the microphone but i'm not it's like lower okay, i put it lower fiddle it. don't fiddle with it okay okay all right uh, three well do you, have to, do you have to hit record or is it recording it's recording okay three two one gentlemen nothing's gone wrong take three or four yay how are we woo Ooh, wait how's my sound it's fine. Don't it's even joke about it. it. Don't even okay, joke. Okay, touch it. anything. Can't touch we, this. On Wednesdays, normally record at six o'clock. It's currently six thirty-four, because uh, both the guys are on campus at Ryerson. I'm at home, um, and just putting the mics together has been a bit of a difficulty. But we're putting it together. You know, the first thing sounded like Alvin and the Chipmunks when they got onto the call. That was bad. Daniel's mic just hates him, which is unfortunate because he's such a good guy. Um, but we're here. Somehow, after uh, the hurdles of technical of, of technology, I guess. Anyway, hockey. Woo, we like hockey. Yeah. Ooh, the Leafs. Do. Leafs and Habs doing stuff. But I think we can. Before we get to the Leafs, we'll we'll we'll, we'll go uh, we'll go to the Leafs before we go to Montreal. But first off, I think we need to talk about a certain duck retiring, the second greatest duck in the history of the franchise. Oh, D- Daniel, yeah, come on now. Um, Corey Perry, it will be retiring at the end of the season. Uh, throw it over to our Ducks guy, Daniel. Your childhood is over, according to our notes on our doc. I'm guessing you said that. How do you feel? What do you, what do you got to say about the career of Ryan Getzlaff? Okay, I think, okay, the f- two things that I look at for it is, first, I was really sad it happened. I mentioned it to you guys. I was really upset. I know it was kind of something that you were expecting to happen from last season, especially the injuries mounting team not doing well um, a new GM coming in I think exacerbated that but I think I, I, I gave it time to reminisce in a sense of the good times of Ryan Getzlaff of the whole career I think when I think back on one player I think he's the one guy that I could look at you know also with Corey Perry that I really grew up with like when I really got into hockey when I was a lot younger it was those two guys I watched in the real juniors. And then I watched them play for the mighty ducks. And then I watched them win a cup. I watched them win gold medals. So they're the guys that have been there throughout my entire life from being so little to, you know, adulthood, adulthood right now. So I know, I know Adam, you're going to say Corey Perry, number one duck, but Ryan gets up. He's the only player to be, to play for the ducks this long, 17 seasons longest captain at nine seasons and yeah I don't know it's just it's a weird feeling for me that when you think of the Ducks you think of Ryan Getzoff right now I think right now I don't think you should go for a captain everyone's saying it's Cam Fowler right now but I think just let it marinate for a bit let let it be that this was Getzlaff's team for so long and just go with it because we look at the stats and you know number one in scoring um, he is going to retire with only one team. Um, like a lot of people say team Solani, Paul Correa, Corey Perry, but come on, this is the one guy that stayed with the ducks. There's a sentiment. They're playing your whole career. And then Solani was like, ah, the pit stop in Colorado jets fans kind of hung, like hang on to him as their guy. Um, thousand points to retire with. I think it's one, two, three, four, five, six. I think it's eight seasons with at least 50 assists, which is just incredible. You have a thought on Ryan Getzlaff there, Alex? Yeah, I, I mean, 
Daniel talked about, about the stuff in Anaheim, but let's not forget about the stuff he did uh, with Team Canada. Two Olympic golds, right? 2010, 2014. Um, I feel like I'm missing something, but I'm pretty sure that's it. 2005, Royal Juniors. 2000. Is that the is that the team that Anthony Stewart says is the best World Junior team of all time? Yeah, this was the uh, Peter yeah. McGuire double D on uh, year. Fair, no, but again, like I think he's had not only an impact, um, just in Anaheim, yeah, being there for 17 years, but I think internationally as well too. Sorry, I didn't know no, you were done there. No worries, sorry. No, I, ended my, I ended my sentence weird. You're right. World Cup of Hockey 2016 as well. I was going to ask if he was part of that. I remember Perry was what was on the team. And some he was a late added, Corey Perry. Yeah. I also love the fact that you both mentioned the World Junior, that that World Junior team. Dion and that before mentioning Sidney Crosby or Patrice Bergeron. I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, I think that's that's like that legendary team that everyone talks about. Yeah. Um, not bad. Is he a Hall of Famer? Because that debate is going. I think it's safe to say I wouldn't have him first ballot. Um, but I think he gets there. Especially like being the guy in Anaheim. One of the biggest big men the league's ever seen. And an incredible playoff performer too. Nearly point per game in his career. Yeah. You know, seventh, you know, all time. No, what is it? He's seventh all time right now in scoring. That's love. No, that's seven all time. He's like, in what was it? Seventh. Something I, with scoring. I maybe I. I think with I don't current think like that high. I think active players. I can't oh, remember. Active. But I think players. like overall he's like eighty eight. Uh, I can double check. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just like even for me, it's a tough call. And Alex, I don't know if you're gonna agree with this, but it's it's kind of like Ryan gets stuff like. Lowry. He's ninth among active players. Ninth among active players. Sorry, thank you. I think he's kind of like Cal Lowry to me. Where, you know, star level, um, consistent all-star type of player level, at least in that regard. Yeah. But he never, he wasn't always the best player on the team, if that makes sense. Like, when he started his career, there was Team Solani, who rejuvenated his career. There was Chris Pronger, Scott Niedermeyer, and then Corey Perry is the one who won the individual awards. But... There was that longevity there with Getzlaff that I didn't, you know, you didn't really do with the other players because like Pronger was only there for a few years, even though he's a Hall of Famer. Scott Edemar was at the tail end of his career. Paul Correa didn't want to resign. Corey Perry was bought out. So I think in that regard, for me, that's why I think Getzlaff is the greatest duck. He, by the way, if you look at active players and assists, he's fifth, by the way. And the only guys that had ahead of him are Thornton. Uh, you may have heard of Sidney Crosby, uh, Backstrom, who's been giving Ovechkin the puck for a decade, and Patrick Kane, who is probably one of the best American players of all time. Uh, so uh, he, good player. He'll, I think he'll, he'll definitely get there one day to the Hall of Fame, but I, I don't know if it's going to be anytime soon. You know what I mean? Um, it's weird that he doesn't have any like individual awards. He had like a 91-point season. But um, yeah, no, just a hell of a career for him. I don't think we in the East ever really appreciated how good he was. And I wonder a part of that is the Ducks just sort of missed out in the 2010s on winning again um, because, you know, Chicago and L.A. existed. Uh, and then, you know, St. Louis, too. And the, if they ever had a last year, like, 
hoorah would have been around there maybe a few years before that. But yeah, they um I wonder if that's always gonna hold it. It's that he never got that second chip. But still, a uh, good player, great career, and um like to see he'll probably be a part of that organization in some way afterwards. Or maybe he'll just disappear to so, I don't know. I don't know where he's from. He's from Calgary. Seems like an Albertan guy. Where is he? Yeah, he's like one of the most famous Calgary hitmen ever. Ah, that makes that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Um, and I am joking about Perry being the better tough, by the way. I just, you know, soft spot. I love trying to claim Corey Perry, even though he played for Montreal for like a year. Uh, in a like, short it's year. Like, it's like it's like when I claim Zach Bogosian as a leaf. Just... Yeah, exactly. It's like, ah, yeah. Or when I claim Did Carter Verhage as a leaf. Uh, yeah 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 exactly or that's even more of a stretch i just i just want to say i i was at the i think you guys mentioned it on the episode i was at the game uh on thursday zach bogosian winnipeg jets jersey sighting what when when tampa and toronto i mean winnipeg nope. and toronto, yeah winnipeg right? yeah. yeah what yeah. did i say uh, no, you just you didn't say. Oh, it. sorry. Yeah, just, like, uh, just to clarify. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. There was a Zach Bogosian Winnipeg Jet jersey. Huh? What jersey did you wear, Alex? Uh, John Tavares. Oh, I thought you were gonna wear the Zach Bogosian. That would have been funny. Could have taken. Like, a picture say, like, I would have taken a picture with the guy. Well, both with Zach Bogosian <laughs> jerseys. So that was fun. actually Bogo for Norris. That was the guy. Right yeah, that him. that's who was the account. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, guys, I think. <sighs> The back-to-back the Leafs just had in Florida. I'm not obviously I'm not a Leafs fan. I'd rather have my eyes gouged out than become one. Um, I feel like everyone outside of Leafs Nation, I think, just got a taste of what it feels like to be a Leafs fan for the first time. Like really understood it because that Tampa game, I saw Austin Matthews play, and I thought. I almost put in the dock. If they play the Bruins in the first round, I think the Leafs are making it to the third round, no problem. Because uh, I think they can beat Boston. Did, the Demons are slaying, and I think they would make it. I didn't want to put it on the dock, though. Because I was someone like, someone put what? it on the dock. Oh, did I put it there? Then? I or think maybe? you did. I did. Well, it I wasn't did. me. I assure oh, yeah, I you. Put, if they face Boston in the first round, they're going to the finals, which maybe I should. I put that before the Florida game. Now, the reason I say, like a typical Leafs fan might feel, I then saw the Panthers game went, oh. I know how it feels. Um, it was 5-1. Leafs lose 7-6 in overtime. There's a lot to get into here. Where would we like to start? Well, I think it would be completely unfair uh, to talk about both games in one because they're quite drastically different games. Actually, it's five periods of, you know what, wow, and one period of, oh, wow. So let's get to the Tampa so, one first, because I, I do think it's a quicker discussion, right? Sure. Um, Because it was, so Jack Campbell was in there for it, obviously, great guy. Um, Love that sort of stuff. We can talk about the Simmons stuff, too, but, like, I just want to, like, before I throw it to you guys, because I just want to say, like, one thing about Matthews. Mm-hmm. You know how sometimes when when McDavid scores goals, you're like, he made that player, that defender look like they're playing Dewey. Yeah. Matthews makes scoring goals look easy, which besides like Ovechkin, I don't know how many guys in the league are capable of that. It looks effortless. It's not that he makes it look easy to score. It's that he makes it look easy to score against the best goalies. That's, like, like that. that's a yeah. That was, yeah. You the guys, collection goal, that one yeah. was like, wow. 
Beautiful. But, I like. I, I think like I'm very high on Vasilevsky. I think he's yeah. oh, incredible. Yeah. Um, he made it look easy on the best goalie in the league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's he, and that was like I like I know McDonough's out, and I think I want to have a discussion like toward a little later. I want like I want to look at the East because I think people aren't talking about goaltending in the East specifically. It's not just Toronto and Florida that have question marks. We'll get to that later. Um, but even with like, and you'll forget about, you know, the Leafs, you know, Muzzin. I can't remember if Muzzin's first game was again. It was against uh, It Tampa, was against right? Florida. No, It was Florida. against Florida. Never mind. Yeah. So they didn't have Muzzin for that game. They haven't had him. Um, Campbell's just come back. So that's sort of the balanced out there. But it, did it not feel like that was a statement game by Toronto? Yeah. Uh, like again, like you know, every every few months on the podcast, I have to reiterate the point that the reason <clears throat> why I'm not completely off of believing true, like I still believe in this team, nor not, nothing like I did maybe at the beginning when we started this podcast, but there's still this sense of belief because they pull games like that out they pull games like the way they played against the Bruins literally last week and against the against the same two teams a mere two weeks ago like there are statement games where they come out and they play a really really good game against the best teams in the league like you can be an ass about it but they're a good team like I think it's purely a fact they're the by the fact, fact, you might not believe in facts, but this is a fact. They are the fourth best team in the NHL at this moment. Fact. You cannot dispute that. Is that the standings or? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I was about to say, yeah. okay. They are good. It just, I, I agree with Alex that there's these games that the Leafs kind of re- in a way, like they, they reintroduced themselves and in case people got back into the, I, get, I call them cliches or the old habits of saying, oh, the Leafs are never like these, this good or, you know, they're just a fake contender in the sense. It's just sometimes I just kind of feel like after these statement games or a good stretch of these one or two statement games, there is the next game we're going to talk about is the 7-6 game. And I think that 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 is bad like that is horrible that that thought that wasn't like that wasn't a good game to really finish off but at the same time i think there's too much focus on those types of games saying that that's the identity of the team and that's all we have which is not true just some numbers i have from hockey reference here uh the toronto maple leafs the league average is 216 goals uh goals for the leafs are 268 um, if we're looking at goals against, um, they're basically league average, but you know, that's like the goal scoring is what this team is built on goals for per game. They're 3.83. They're a 30% power play. I haven't checked it, but I'm pretty sure that is, that has to be at least top three in the league. Their PK is above league average, 83%. Like it, they, it's just, it's just fact that they are a very, 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 very good freaking hockey team. Their special teams are are not an issue. This might be the first year under in the in the I'll call it the Austin Matthews era where special teams are not an issue. Power play finally popped. 
power plays popping. Elia Mikheyev scoring shorthanded goals. Like what that, like I didn't even know he could score, let alone shorthanded. So like, it's not the, 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 the special teams are finally not an issue. You look at, I'm just looking at some of the, the scoring on the team and like Morgan Riley has 60 points, which is the quietest defenseman like in the league right now. Um, well, I'm not sure when to say Yossi because he's probably not getting enough attention. But, like, quietly, Alex Kerfoot's putting up nearly 50 points. That's not bad. Nylander's at 66, and, you know, he, he's and been he a little slowed better. down. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, Tavares is nearly point per game. No one's talking about that. He's uh, trash. Mitch Marner, I love elite prospects so much. I love their their um, projected seasons. Uh, Marner missed time. In 73 games, he's projected for 102 points and is now a 31-goal scorer. Which the level of confidence to his game too. It's a different Mitch Marner. It's a and when we get to the playoffs, obviously people are going to say, "Yeah, Matthew, he'll be good." I think I don't know if this is a popular opinion or not. I think that the Leafs, beside the goaltending, because that applies to every team. I wonder if the Leafs go as far as Mitch Marner can take them. Because and and I am saying that well aware that they have the MVP on their team. But that's the question is what Mitch's game does in the playoffs. That's what I'm really curious about. And I think you're spot on though, right? Because what happened last year, let's go back to the Montreal series. Every time we talked about it on the podcast, what did the Philip Deneau line do? They shut down Austin Matthews. And you said it, Adam, on this podcast that they, they left Mitch Marner because Mitch Marner was not a threat. Clearly, that's a fact. That's a fact, unfortunately. If Mitch Marner is, let's say we're, we're going into round one, Mitch Marner's on his game, Austin Matthews is on his game, that it's much harder to shut down two elite players than it is one. I'd imagine that's a fact as well. Pens are pretty good at that, aren't they? The who? The Pens are pretty good at, at an example of that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good defensemen too, and they're, you know, pretty exactly. Two big stars. Um, would you guys? Okay, I need someone to explain this to me because I was obviously watching the Habs. Mm-hmm. So, so the big rig, Mister um, Th- Three Consecutive Stanley Cups, Pat Maroon, <laughs> yeah. and Wayne Simmons were jawing each other, and they got game misconducts or something. What the hell happened there? They got game misconducts for chirping. Why? Because they were Couldn't being bad you. boys. Could not tell you. Like, what was that, that quote from Pat Maroon? The game's going in the wrong direction? I mean, I I saw okay. that. I took that with a grain of salt because I did go back and look. Okay. When was the last time someone got a game misconduct oh, for uh, chirping? I think okay. people were – I think pe- – sorry, Daniel. I just, I'll yeah, say no, one quick yeah. thing here. I think people are a bit – it was after the Terry stuff, so maybe people saw that and they just took it the wrong way. But, yeah, I don't think – I, yeah, the chirp for chirping, like 10 minutes. Like, I, I don't agree with that. Sorry, go ahead. No, no wasn't it like something I was reading that um, I can't remember the source, but it's like it's alleged that the ref was saying this is not good for TV or something. I saw the that chirping. as yeah. well, which is like, oh, now you care, Mr. <laughs> referee. Drop the face off and oh, look, it's going to take 10 minutes to do it. Ooh. Mr. Yeah. NHL, Mr. Referee, now TV's an issue. 
really like i like they, i did see that as well daniel like come on can can and and it happened it happened against winnipeg too i don't remember who the second the other player on winnipeg was but it was wayne simmons and and the guy from winnipeg and kyle clifford had just gotten into a fight and they were just about to drop the puck and kicked wayne simmons and someone else out why it turns out that they were going to fight can the nhl damn decide what they want with this league because this pettiness of back and forth of trying to appease people here and then trying to appease people there is not working and you just look like like you just look stupid for the start of the year when they were like ah we're going to crack down on cross checking and then they stopped. It's wow. like everyone's complaining about officiating lately. It will be like 12 games if we're lucky and the playoffs are going to start and everything's going to go back to normal. Yeah. Guarantee. A hundred percent. Most predictable sport in the world. Well, we're um, going to watch for headshots. How was Campbell in that game? Which one? Uh, Tampa. Uh, I thought he was fine. Like my first reaction was, and, and he did come in against Florida too. Oh yeah. We, we will get to that. Jack Campbell, like, and I'm going to issue an apology later because Florida was my fault. Um, but uh, I know I've criticized Jack Campbell. And I said, okay, he's not an elite goalie. He's not the 940 or whatever, the stupid, the crazy stupid numbers he was putting up in the first couple months. But he's still a good goalie. I believe he's a good goalie. Like, he's above league average, in my opinion. Um and I think, you know, it's crazy what happens when you're not playing when you're injured, right? Like, I, I think this is what is happening, right? Is that is that unfair to say? Uh, I've been dealing with – I haven't been playing well for a while. Oh, yeah, so I had a rib injury for a while. Comes back healthy and plays well. <laughs> I, I, I think one plus one equals two, my friend. Right. So, like, uh, again, I'm going to be highly critical of the – organization for allowing him to play injured i understand your goaltender situation but running out your starting goaltender who you've decided is your starter and um and it just it it wasn't right it wasn't right okay florida yeah uh man it's really annoying when you watch the, the Habs get pumped by the Sens uh, and you, know, you listen to Tim Stutzler diving all game. And then you just see this insane game where it's like 13 goals scored in Toronto. I'm like, ah, I caught overtime, but that was all I got to watch. Okay. Oh, how do we talk about this? Yeah, it was 5-1. Everyone knows that by now. Um, I, I can't think of a more example of Leafs hockey than the past 48 hours. I really can't. Listen, uh, first off, the, the Panthers are not off the hook here um, because at one point it's like, okay, so um, I think I texted you guys. No, no, we were all watching the game, I'm pretty sure. Uh, the Panthers, that was not the incredible comeback, the only comeback they've had in the past week. They did it against the Devils too. Uh, and they do it against the Leafs. And, you know, being a big, de- big deficit, you know, that's credit on the Leafs. You don't get credit for, for falling down that far down against the New Jersey Devils, who had to play Andrew Hammond at one point. I love Hammond, but that's not a good scenario. So the Panthers are not here. Poor Nico. Poor Nico. Dawes, that guy's man. getting what killed. Yes. That's so. The, 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 let's make this clear. The Panthers are not off the hook here. Um, 
before we just go and rip on the Leafs, we have more of a focus on them, obviously. But we will talk about the Panthers a little later because Barkov and Huberto are so freaking good. Um, anyway, I just love how Alex puts, well, it's a game in the Google Doc. And I'm yeah. just like, how, how do you, like, what do we say? What do we say about it? What is this just the way that the Leafs are now? Is it just the, the sort of eight, six games versus Detroit? And this is it's blowing four and five, one leads. And I'm not trying to be sarcastic here, but this is what they are. I mean, I guess that that's one way of looking at it. It's so strange. Like I understand the thing of um, like all the scenarios people were talking about the back to backs and, uh, all the games played and all that. I will say people weren't giving that credit to Tampa. And remember the, that road trip they went on where like their bus was breaking down. That was like two Tam- weeks ago. Tampa's? Yeah, they had a hell of one in Western Canada. It was yeah. legitimately, it was, uh, I'm surprised they came out as many points. No one was talking about it. Um, am I just, I, I just, let me know if I'm off here, but I'm seeing so many Leafs fans I like to think I'm a pretty reasonable Habs fan going towards the Leafs, but like, how are they so not sure about blowing a 5-1 lead? I went to a Habs game where they blew 5-1 against the Rangers, and I wanted to never cheer for that team ever again. Because, uh, okay, I'm going to explain this in a way that is probably not right, but Uh I'm going to try it anyways. Okay. The fact is, they this is okay this is my personal look at it they are like how what do you want do you want me to be mad like do you want me to like i can yell about it but like it's not worth my energy it's not worth my time because we've established that like none of this matters at the same time the fact is they're five one and one okay they're five one and one against tampa boston and Florida this year. They played Tampa the night before. They played Boston, Tampa, and Florida over the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then they dropped this, right? Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to think. Um, like, half of those goals probably don't go in in the playoffs simply because three or five goals last night were power play goals. And to be honest, half of those penalties probably weren't penalties to begin with the lights just turned off. So I'm going to finish this and go turn the lights back on again. But like, what am I supposed to say there? This is probably the best put Leafs team we've seen under the Matthews era, like the way they've meshed uh, the numbers they're putting up. I think they're better than last year's team. I really do. Yeah, hundred. Two like that's why I'm not. That's why I'm not as worried as you are, because it's happened before. But at the same time, this is the best team, and unlike years in the past, the way they played before Florida, the way they played Tampa, Boston, and Florida, I've never seen them play like that before. I mean that genuinely. As Daniel's lights also. I'm gonna go to turn on the lights. <laughs> okay, yeah, you guys just go quickly. Do do your thing. I'm just so gonna that, make this. That's my thing. Yeah. Um. And you could also extend it to that that game against the Habs. Um, not not uh, the Leafs ran Montreal show <laughs> that in that entire game. Um, it was just Jake Allen was was just playing on his head. It was incredible. As the gentlemen, they're both doing their excursions. Daniel, I think you were about to say something as you were the first sitting back down. Um, yeah, 
Yes. Okay. So I think there's two things I identified with what Alex said, and I hope my microphone is still okay. Um, the first thing is, I think when it comes to these blown leads, and as being, I guess, the second biggest Leafs fan on this podcast, it's because we're desensitized to the blown leads. Why does it sound like Stockholm syndrome? Is the relationship Leafs nations have with their team? Uh, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Like it's held us captive in a way that. It's this this fandom. It's like it hurts real good, if that makes sense. I, I don't think it's Stockholm syndrome, though. Like, because it's not like I think we're all extremely mad. But the thing is, why am I going to yell about it? What is the point? Uh-huh. Wait, I got really, like, like, what is the point? It's a tough. No, not tough. But like, it's a loving marriage with many challenges. Dan, I, I don't know what to say to that. I can't comment on that. Being the ripe age of 22 um, and a half, really. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't. Been in one relationship since high school. Can't really can't really give you a real thing there on, on the marriage. No, it's just like, um, it's a typical thing where you, because Alex, you were a fan for a long, long time of the Leafs, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a kind of thing where it's one of those, uh, it's like it's like those long-lasting, I don't know I'm using a marriage as an analogy. It's one of those long-lasting marriages you knew each other since you were so young. And you guys still bicker about each other, but you still love the flaws you have with each other because you love the person. So it's just kind of like, okay, this happened. This is not going to destroy the whole thing, but I am a bit disappointed in this situation. I, I've, uh, I, I, you remember how last episode I said, I understand the points against Keith Yando playing, but it still just feels wrong to me. I just feel so wrong about this. Like, it just, I don't know if I've experienced it. There is legitimately no other team in the league quite like the Leafs. They are truly unique. And I always have this thing. I'm like, people have been talking about scoring in the league. And, and statistically, if you look at it, save percentage is down and scoring is up at a tremendous amount. Um, we're going to have so many 100-point players at the end yeah. of the year. It's incredible. I have a theory uh, on that, by the way. And what is it? Because people have talked about the lack of training camp and that it's been oh. such a condensed schedule and maybe people are just tired. Okay, that that wasn't mine. Oh, that wasn't my theory. But Friedman and Merrick did bring it up on Thirty Two Thoughts. But I did think of it before I listened to it. So I'm going to take okay. credit for my idea. They can send us the royalties in the, in the mail. Exactly. The my theory is I think we're in this very weird transition stage in the NHL, where we had these elite goalies who slowly left the league or aren't at their top pace. Pekka Rene, Henrik Lundqvist. Carey Price, because he is not in the league at the moment. Um, who am I? I feel like I'm missing a couple names, but you understand the point. And the younger goalies who we all expect to be elite haven't reached elite status yet. And I think we're going to get there, but we're in this weird transition phase where we have a very, very small number of elite goaltenders in the league. And a, a much larger numbers of good goaltenders who, and that number will slowly go down as those good goaltenders move in to the elite category. My I really, I really, that 
because and I know it's a it is a sample size that there's no hasn't way been used in a while, it. but well, actually no, it's been used several times just theoretically. Yeah. Three, theoretically, and it's it's when you look at well, you know how many Olympic teams we've made up of, and I think one example is how difficult it was for us to think about who Canada's goalies were going to be. But when we look back on other years, when you look back for for example, I look back at the Vancouver Olympics, and then Team Canada, like you know, you have a team of. Still, I know, an older 37-year-old Martin Broder, but then you still have Roberto Luongo. Yep. Um, and then the, the goalies that were left off, and like also you still have Marc-Andre Fleury, you, Christ left off that team. And then other countries you look at, like Evgeny Nabokov was still there. Um, Henrik Lundqvist was in his prime, like you said. Pekarine was his prime. Tukarask was just getting up there. So I, I kind of agree with that, where you look at certain goalies, and we always mentioned Andre Vasilevsky. But then we don't really talk about other echelons. We're like we talk about, okay, Igor Shosturkin is playing really, really well right now. But at the same time, we talk about other goalies who have done well, but they're just not at that star level. I think we saw in like the 2010s or in the early 2000s. Respect UC Soros. Respect sure. UC Soros. Short I don't like short goalies. Um, I'm just kidding. Of course, of course. I love how um, Daniel and I are in the same building, by the way, and one of us are cutting out. Okay, I was hoping. Am that I cutting was, out? That was yeah, but you're good me. now. You're good now. I yeah, gotta yeah. love it. Okay, did you guys hear my whole goalie yes, rant? Yes, then? Yes, 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 we did about going into the Olympics and all that. Yeah, yeah no, we, okay, we got it. We got it. Uh, I don't know if you okay, mentioned Mike Smith because um, I thought that was a well thought out thing. It was. I, I don't know if you purposely okay, didn't say Mike Smith or you cut out, but I noticed you didn't mention Mike Smith. I don't think he's elite. I oh I, he's not, but I just I wanted to even to okay. I'm, I'm gonna say this now. I know that there's a lot of Oilers fans. I would well, I mean, I think they probably turned against him already. But he, even his 2014 numbers that got him onto the Olympic team weren't good. 2012 for him to be on that team. Yeah, but he made a wicked pass to McDavid last night. Was it last night? Oh, yeah, it was, oh, yeah. awesome. He was. Best thing he's done all year. Daniel's not impressed. You, you talk about, by the way, the uh, relationship, how it's like a happy marriage of challenges for the Leafs. Um, the negative side and the other side of that situation is the relationship Oilers fans have with Mike Smith. <laughs> and uh, hey, hey, oh, it's, it's something else. Um, uh, listen, I'm starting to not give a single crap if Huberto and Leon Dreisaitl don't, aren't good at defense. Put them in the MVP race for the love of anything. Like, how do you not look at Alexander Markov? Are you referring to somebody? No, no, no. Listen, I know it's not personal with Dom decisions. It's his model. I'm just saying, like, you know how recently I've been turning on the idea of just because you're dry style of play with McDavid, you shouldn't be punished for it? Because I looked at, like, Lemieux and Yager, and no one was ever like, oh, my God. But is um, anyone penalizing Dreisaitl McDavid, like they've won three of the last heart trophies, three we, of the it, last five. When Dreisaitl won, people were uh, were not happy, but I think we yeah, were but, part of it. Yeah, but I thought my reasoning was very good. He's not the MVP of his own team. Why would he be the MVP of the league? I just, I definitely think that there are people who who would are still kind of discrediting it. I I just don't like this thing of defense is important. We all know that, especially as a center. 
they're not they're not like Wheeler and Shifley. And like Huberto is a winger. So if you want to go on dry side, like I get that. That's 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 fine. Even though like consecutive 50, 250 goal years, no one there, there's one other no two two others because Stan goes no bad. Like, like, oh, I think I get dry side was getting dirty. I'm not saying you should win the LBP over Matthews, and I think it is Matthews now because Chesterkin's fallen to a 933 last time I checked. But I'm just oh, saying, Lord. like, <laughs> all I want is just like respect Huberto. Like, I I think Dom purposely very purposely put on his top 10 guys the night after Huberto lit up the Leafs for a very yeah. specific reason. Because oh, him yeah, and, great him market. And, loves it. Yeah, he yeah, because it. him yeah. and Alan Walsh are going at it. Like, he did that on, on purpose. Not so much. I think he was upset because I think he bet on the Leafs or something. Yeah. He was tweeting about it. Um, I'm just saying, respect talent. I, <laughs> like, I do. Good. Yeah, no, no, 100%. But I come back to the same question I had with the Oilers. Is who and I'm and I'm not trying to discredit anything Huberto has done. I'm just asking the question: Is he the MVP of his own team? Because if he's not, how can he be the MVP of the league? Like that's what I'm trying, trying to understand. Like to me, Barkov's the MVP of that team. Like I think Adam, you love, you love Barkov. Yeah, like, I saw people not... saying I saw people saying Matthews is the best all around game in the league. I'm like, no. No, no, no. Like, no, um, it's Barkov still. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a Barkov and Crosby stand 100%, yeah. That's um, what I'm tr- like I get the Huberto hype. I'm all aboard it and what he's done is incredible. He is a hell of a player. But how is to me, how is he the front runner of his own team to win the MVP if he's not the MVP of his own team? That was my thing with with Dreisaitl, and that's my thing with Huberdo. I'm not trying to disrespect the players at all. I'm just asking the question based on the language of the award. That's it's, why I'm curious. It's 13 games without Barkov enough for you. We had that two- argument before. Remember with Dreisaitl and McDavid? It's like how, how many, many games was that, though? That because it's didn't six. have with Connor debate, right? get these That numbers. was six. That was sick. Yeah, so because yeah. he's played, because Barkov missed thirteen games, or he's a, he's played thirteen less than Hubert though. Um. So actually, let me just very okay. quickly. I want to get up. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna double check what Barkov's on pace for. Um. Just because I just want to listen. I, again, I Matthews is the MVP. I'm just saying, can we respect future Hab Jonathan Hubert though? I, let me just double check what they're both projected to be on in the full, or at least in, in this pace. Because if Barkov's on yeah. pace for like a hundred points and He's on already the season, which over I don't think he will points. be. Oh, Barkov, like, sorry. Yeah, Alex Barkov. I yeah. think my Hooper. Uh, the, like the thing for me is, I'd have to go look at because I think the thing with Drysidle is that Drysidle was so good when McDavid was gone for six games. So I'd like to go back and I'd like to go back and look at how Huberto performed when Barkov was out. Not that I'm saying he performed poorly. Just for the for my own knowledge, I don't want to say something and be completely wrong. So Holy that's what crap. I'd be curious about. Is it in 69 games? Nice. Barkov is on pace for 41 goals and 92 <laughs> points. Holy <laughs> crap. Jeez Louise. Um, and let me get Huberdo's up for his full pace on the year. One second. Um, because if he's outscoring him by like 20 points or something, then I think you can kind of give it to him. Um mm-hmm. My whole point is Donald's decision. Just put some respect on John Huberto's name. Not to mention, people were like, I didn't know Huberto was this good. He had 90 points like two years ago, people. Like, what? Um, 
And in 82 games, uh, Barkov is on, sorry, um, Huberto is on pace for 30 goals and 119 points. Um, so they might actually be kind of similar if you look at it. Um, I, I, I think you're fair there, Alex. Um, I don't want to do the exact 82, but Barkov scoring more goals. And I think, I know Huberto's been playing on the penalty kill in a stretch. He has been doing it the whole year, I think. So I, really, I think it is fair. It's just, yeah, we, I think we'd have to look at what was Huberto during that stretch. Because remember, there was a point where Huberto was catching McDavid and Dreisaitl for the scoring lead when it was that tailspin where they were falling. By the way, people saying that McDavid and Matthews are tied for the odds to win MVP. I'm like, like I, I saw them like Matthews is like 47 goals the last 47 games. I was like, Maybe he is the best player on the planet right now. Maybe, maybe huh? he is. I, I legit, I was like, you I saw it. that. You and said I'm it. Like, you said it. I want to like, be holy, awfully clear. And I'm like, holy crap. If he scores 60, it's going to be because he's just, he's a lot better. I just, I oh just, again, God. that Tampa game changed a lot for me. But then, it, no, he's a good, um, he's but a good yeah. Player. Anyway, yeah, the Panthers I, are worrying too because their goaltending sucks. Sorry, this is a conversation maybe for the summer. And I don't know if this is a hot take, but I think we should seriously consider that Austin Matthews might, by the time this, this current contract is done, might be the greatest leaf of all time. But that's a conversation for the summer. Man, remember how I was like, he's got to win something? You no. have to, no. I know you said that. I know you said that. And I thought, um, and I, I was thinking about it. The thing is though, you have to look at like the leap. Like, I was wrong. The, I it's was been wrong. 50 over 50 years since they've won a single thing. Yeah, so it, it's just hard to like win what that he won a rocket. He'll pr- he might win a heart. Like you never know. I I know I know yeah hey okay. no, it's not Fair. it's okay. it's it's it, <laughs> like face of the league like like listen once McDavid gets a competent team he's probably gonna take the crown back oh yeah yeah uh, like it's probably a recency thing but it's just the Oilers have been such a such a show and I'm almost at the point of yeah Dubas shouldn't lose his job maybe Sheldon maybe but I think no. or get traded before anything like that happens yeah we'll see how I, the, I, I the think playoffs go I think they have to win I think this is this to. is the year oh. yes this is the year like if this is the this is the year I'm like I, I will see how Sheldon Keith fits for the future plans at the relevant like I know you guys are saying and I'm just really optimistic or I'm pe- really pessimistic too but uh when Matthew scored 50 the entire bill. I've by the way, I've never heard a bill that building that loud before. I've yeah. never heard Scotiabank Arena that loud. The look on Matthews, no reaction. Like, cool, he scored, went on the bench, sat there like this, no yeah. smile, nothing. This, and and I agree. This is not. It's not one round. One round is not enough for me. Okay. How many rounds? Two but rounds. We can agree. Uh, it's. Well, because here's the thing: if you win two rounds, they have to win-win. You're saying, Alex? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm. I'm. Listen, like it's it's been a little too long. Come on, like like especially with this core, I get they were accept. I don't know if they can win it. That's just my expectation. <laughs> Let's look at it like this: is um, like who are the big content? Uh, unpopular opinion: I think the Penguins might come out of the East. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they and, remember, yeah. remember it's the last, last dance year for them. So let's just no because 
the reasons might surprise you. Let me just quickly get up the Eastern Conference for a second here. Because I was thinking about this, having a discussion with the family today, and I kind of... Okay. Here's a big thing with Tampa Bay, and I refuse to shut up about it. McDonough's too big of a loss that people aren't talking about. If he's back for the playoffs, then it's like, okay, the 3 P is probably going to happen. Okay, Carolina is good. Um, they have mentalities. For, again, we've talked about it. The people aren't giving them enough crap for not winning. Uh, and Freddie Anderson is a massive question mark and then in the playoffs. Okay, next. The Rangers, I, I, Shesterkin's amazing. They're playing him into the ground, though, and there's just a lot of questions with the Rangers overall. They're ahead of schedule, right? It's not their time. Okay. The Panthers, Bobrovsky is a wild card. So is Spencer Knight. The Leafs, Campbell, who freaking knows, but he's, he's good, but it's just Leaf stigma, right? Like, right. Leaf stigma. Uh, the Lightning, Vasilevsky is a bit different, but if they don't have McDonough, they have difficulties. Boston's goalies aren't battle-tested. The Caps' goalies kind of suck. So, and even Jari last year was such a question mark. But I just, I really look at the Pens, and if they come out the East, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, so they played, I think they played them last night too. Uh, but I watched, I didn't get to watch last night's game, but I watched the game Pittsburgh and Colorado played on Saturday. Oh, I could watch seven games of that. I could watch seven games fun, of yeah. that. Yeah, people are always like, ah, Crosby and McDavid when they play each other. Uh, McKinnon no. and Crosby is, uh, remember when it was like, ah, McKinnon may miss time. Had two goals last night. That <laughs> finger, that, I, I'd like to know what he said to that finger to make it stop yeah. her. What 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 did uh, Friedman say? Was it Friedman who said it, or he he'll quoted it? Cut it? Off. He'll he's get like, it he'll cut, cut it off, off and yeah. score like seventy goals in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, but also the Panthers. Uh, he, he like Giroux said it best. Like we can't. We got to paraphrasing here. We need to have a little less exciting wins. Uh, also, yeah, I wanted to mention two players. By the way, uh, we, we kind of mentioned them already, but. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl hits 50 goals for the second time. He hits 100 points the same night. And, of course, 100 points for Jonathan Future Hub Hubert, though. Is that because he is French or because he was an agent, uh, client of Ken Hughes? Or both? Oh. both. Well, I didn't know he was a Ken Hughes client, was he? I don't know. I'm just I'm asking. I, it, I just know because he, he is French. Okay. Okay. Is that how I said it? French. Uh, is, that, is that how I said French? What was his team again? No, no I, I just like doing Oh, that. okay. Because he's French. What was his team in the queue again? I have no idea. I'll double check. Okay. No idea. Can you double check his agent too? Was it Acadie? Uh, St. John's. St. John's, okay. Acadie, Bathurst, Teton is who you think. No, yes. not, no. I saw Oh, my God. How do we not know Jonathan Huberto's agent? We were just oh, yeah, talking about... Oh, yeah. my God. Who's his <laughs> agent? Who's his he agent? never shuts up about Sorry, it. Sorry. I apologize. Hey, guys, Sorry, did I, you know Sean Dorsey put up a couple points last night? Man, oh man, we, we mentioned, yeah, we even talked about his beef with Dom earlier. How did yeah, we miss yeah. that? Guys, Martin Furk, hardest shot. Capri saw in my head, too. Were you okay, Alex? What it's about Sean Dursey? No, I, I, it's Getting just, I points? see, I'm fine with it. He just sees, I see all those tweets. Did you we, know we, Martin Furk has the hardest shot? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, God. yeah, perhaps. Yeah, uh, sorry, let's go. They had a must lose game against the Sens. <laughs> And they have a must-lose game against the New Jersey Devils coming out when Jack Hughes is out for the year for that stuff. Um, going to the Sens game, though, the big thing coming out was that Tim Stutzler and Brandon Gallagher having a bit of a 
bit of a spat, bit of a bit of a hoobla. Uh, did you guys see the Gallagher stuff? A tussle. Like the, did you see his, uh, his his what he had to say about Stutzla? I did see that. I I'm still I just don't know what play he was talking about. I've only seen one play. I just don't know if that's the play. So there was the, the he he was there were a few. Um, okay. What started a lot of it was the Suzuki knee, which it wasn't right. knee, but like Suzuki's not a dirty player, obviously. Um, so just to paraphrase here, Brendan Gallagher when he did this little story time thing. Uh, yeah, paraphrasing here, talking about when he was ten, he had a coach. They said, if you're laying on the ice, it means you are hurt, too hurt to play, and you're gonna take. And he would say, then you're gonna be off the ice for at least three shifts. Uh, it's kind of like if a player draws a draws like a penalty, they won't be right away for the power play. They'll be like second unit or a little later, right? Uh, but he points out that Tim Stutzla will lay on the ice and be out there the next shift. Um, uh, Mike Johnson, bless him. Uh, did everything he could to not call Stim, uh, Tim Stutzla a diver last night. Uh, and we talked about it before. Uh, Tim Stutzla is very much low-key, a very good diver. He is amongst some of the best like penalty drawers in the league, funny enough. Um, and he's a good player, but he's not... He was up there with like McDavid in that, which was like, oh, McDavid's drawing penalties now. It's cool. That's, that came out of nowhere. I wonder why. Um, but he, he's not there yet. Um, and Gallagher called it an embarrassment. This is Brendan Gallagher, by the way, who calls like this, like it's Brendan Gallagher. Like this is a guy who we've seen get cut all the time, bruised, beaten, mauled by his opponents. And he gets back up. Right. Um, like Gallagher, the word is, you know, it's Brendan Gallagher. He plays the right way. He's a pest, but he's not a rat. He's never been a dirty player. Yeah, he's not um, the biggest flopper in the league. Brad Marchand, I'm just like, joking. I, just, I saw Sens fans going after Brendan Gallagher. I'm like, guys, the last time he missed, like, beside the wrist injuries, the guy had his jaw broken for him to miss significant time before. Like, come on. What do you guys think of the whole situation? Um. Well, I, I didn't get to. I didn't get to see every play. Uh, Alex, you are cutting a bit in and out. Oh, you do kind of sound like a transformer as about, they are transforming. How about now? So far, so good. Okay. No, okay. you sound you're good. Um, yeah. I didn't get to see every play, but maybe I'm just desensitized to it because I do watch um a lot of soccer, and that is a common occurrence. I'm not like oh, yeah. saying people should dive. Um but I'm just not like overreacting to it also. Cause like we watch hockey, like some of the tripping calls are Bush league. Um, yeah, no, you should not dive. Like, please. I beg people to even in soccer, stop diving. I beg of you. I beg of you. You can tell like, it's really funny how sometimes a player will be holding onto a puck and he'll be, getting around guys, but he'll, he'll fall really easily. Everyone does it. It's just sometimes they can, guys are a lot less obvious than they are in soccer. What about you, Dan? Oh, hello. Oh, Daniel. Yes. What, what do you think? Sorry. No, sorry. Yeah. I uh, cut out a bit there. Um, I don't know. I just, I really don't like diving and I don't like that for a guy who I, 
again, it's Brendan Gallagher, who's a veteran player. The way he's played, I know that people think he is a pest, but what you said in terms of how he has played, in terms of what he's been able to endure, other like he's only missed games with a jaw. And I, I don't know. I just didn't like sense fans going against him. I understood. Yeah, it's your guy, Tim Sousa. But we, we've seen it with him too, not just with the sense, but also with the real juniors where they are a bit more sensitive when it comes to calling out penalties that it's part of his game. It's part of how it's been shown in the past. And I don't know. I'm just, if I'm, I'm going to pick a side, I don't want, I'm usually impartially these things but i'm gonna choose brendan gallagher for this it's like um i completely lost my train of thought there i'm embarrassed nope, uh, i completely right. forgot what i was gonna nope, say no worries I, I can step in for a quick second um yeah. like i i understand why players dive because you're trying to embellish it mm-hmm. that doesn't make it right i'm just i'm saying Listen, in many sport, in I don't think there's a team sport where you're not like not diving. Like soccer, uh, it does happen in hockey. American football is probably the only sport where going down is the probably yeah, and like it happens in basketball very much so, right? Yeah, (laughs) most people agree, right? So I was watching the Laker Raptor game a couple weeks ago. I I think it was one on the road, and like LeBron got mad and spiked the ball and threw it right on um, Scotty Barnes, who's on the floor, and there was no call. I was like, wait, what? What? I texted Will. I'm like, you can't do that, right? (laughs) There was no call. I was like, I, I know that's not nice. Yeah. Um, By the way, yeah, no, it's it's been the 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 jaw and the wrists were Gallagher, but half of those have been from his own players shooting pucks at him. Um, but it, it's it's not like he throws dirty hits or any. It's Brendan Gallagher. The guy is just a warrior in every sense of the word. It's I can stand it. Um, I think the Habs are also very frustrated in that game. I don't know if you guys saw it, but there was an interference goal on Cole Caulfield. I want to say that again. Five six Cole Caulfield, because Matthew Joseph skates into him. And just, and Caulfield wasn't even moving. And he just dropped. I'm like, it's, Cole Caulfield was probably 180 wet. It, it, like, can we be, like, what? It was just, um, it was a, it's, it's very, I think the Habs have been on the, like, the bad end of a lot of calls this year. And we've seen it from Get Brandon Gallagher on Twitter. I wonder if he just sort of popped a little bit. Because again, it's, it's no secret with Stutzla. It's one of the worst parts of his game. And eventually, here's the thing, refs get savvy to that. We saw it in Toronto with Nazem Kadri. We saw it in Montreal with Thomas Mechanics. That was bad. What happened with Mechanics is not. Uh, even with Nick Suzuki, doesn't draw as much as he used to when he first, like his rookie year, he was a master at it. Yeah. And it goes back to um, the comment that Gabriel Landeskog made uh, in what was it? It's been a few weeks now since he made that comment, where I think the point he was trying to get across was. Players have clearly have reputations amongst the refs. Kadri has one. I'm sure Tom Wilson has one. I almost guarantee you Brad Marchand has a reputation among the refs. And that's a clear issue, right? We would all be in agreement that that that's a, that's a major issue for 
refs to to do something like that where when you're calling something against Kadri versus calling something against player X and you're calling it differently, that's a problem. Uh, it should not be happening because it's the NHL and you are a professional sports league. You should start acting like one. Landis Cogman was a perfect example because, again, it was, ah, but Kadri dove there. Kadri's a diver. Oh, but Nino Nita Rider is not. It's, uh, it's very frustrating to watch. It just doesn't help the sport. Um, it's, 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 again, it's, listen, Stutz is a hell of a player. He's going to be a great player. But, man, just the, the refs, especially now, the refs are going to pick it up. I saw people talking about stuff, by the way, like Gallagher is trying to get favor and all this. No, that's, that's Brendan Gallagher being honest and being Brendan Gallagher. He's also a guy that, just remember how he used to be like the, the, the king of even strength goals? That was his first even strength goal of the year because he's been so hurt and so beaten up and because the Habs have had, you know, two short off seasons in the past couple of years. Right. So, um, yeah. So, uh, the Habs, uh, not good in their own zone. A lot of, lot of own end turnovers lately. Not been, not been great, but you know, um, that helps because they're trying to be last. Uh, Carrie price is continuing to do full practices. Um, people were saying he was sharp in practice, which was like, cool. Um, he will travel with the team to New Jersey and Toronto. He won't be playing though, which is interesting, but I really do wonder if that Winnipeg game, when they come back on the road, I wonder if that's his first game back. I really wonder if it is. They game to go back for the first game. I think. Yeah. Like, they're second of, the- yeah. Yeah. We talked about last episode, how they were going to like the Jets game is, and remember the Habs were very thinking about, we didn't like how Shifley, uh, how Shifley was the other day. Um, but yeah, just noticed that Mike, uh, that's sorry that Alex said my mic is cracky crackly. Hope it's not no, too bad. I'll good. fix that. No, you're it's good now. Good. Um, good now. But yeah, I, but it's going to be a fun game to watch. Maybe not Florida, Toronto, but you know, wouldn't like to, wouldn't <laughs> mind to see Joel Edmondson uh, take a shot at Shifley or two. Dan, you better get it ready because I think your lights are about to go out too. If Alex is just in. Um, Let's see. Like, let me see if I, if I keep waving, maybe, uh, uh, His vision is based I keep off it for now, but yeah, I think that's going to be a big game for that. I don't. I was on the fence about Carey Price coming back for any type of game, the way the season's been. Yeah. But I'm looking at the positives of it right now, where they've given him as much time as he needs to get back. And I think at the same time, it's a bit of a mental thing to say that. I was he was still able to go in and play a game and there you go there goes the lights but anyways um yeah I don't know it just if I were him I just like to say like oh I, I don't want to show that I missed an entire season I want to show myself show the fans show my team that I still got it um I still want to be a, someone who could make meaningful contributions towards this team so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see if there's a potential carry price game this season. And I'm going to fix the lights right now. Yeah, I hope there is. I If he gets traded in the offseason, and that also has to happen with him playing games now, I'm going to one more game this year. Uh, and that's the last home game of the year against the Panthers. I really hope Price plays it, and I can maybe see his last game as a hab if it's going to happen. By the way, if he gets traded, I might have an emotional breakdown on the show. 
want you to know that. You wanted to record we'll give that, you, or we'll, uh, we'll, we'll give you. Yeah. We'll we'll let you just do that. We'll record when I'm ready. Yeah. I'll need time. Is don't the are the Leafs and Canadians? I know they play this weekend, but other than that, are they done? Yeah, I think that's the fourth and final game. I know. How many? Like for what? At the end of the year, for for a straight decade, I swear. Like they, the the, one of them would play at home to start, and then the other would play away. It's always in Toronto to start. It's always in Toronto. Oh, is it? I don't remember. It's always in Toronto Toronto to start. It's infuriating. And but then the last game, I think, usually ends up in Montreal. Paling's Paling's debut was yeah. They 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 didn't do whatever. Stupid yeah, they're, they're done. They're done. Um, it's Boston, so like I, I, I'm okay with that. But I don't so, know what Montreal's last game is. That's Florida, but yeah, Florida. It's really funny that uh, that's a what a game to end the year on. This is what the standings could be, or if they're playing each other. By the way, Tampa's back in third, so it's Toronto Tampa again in the first round. It, it might be different. Tampa's Tampa's playing uh, at seven thirty. Oh, okay. Never caps, mind. Yeah. yeah, so it won't be different. Never mind. Also, also. Also, uh, do you know who plays each other like the last week of the season as well? Tampa and Florida. No, I believe it is Vegas and Dallas. Oh boy, uh, which will be uh, the Kings are not super clear, by the way. I think if Vegas win their game in hand, they are two points back of the Kings. <laughs> so, uh, uh, the uh, the Oilers, too, are only I think it's like three points ahead of LA. So, a point. Uh, it, a point. The rate a point, yeah, single point with a game in hand. So, uh, the Pacific teams, man, how bad is the Pacific? Um, can still they're still within striking distance, everyone. Um, okay, to finish, guys, I I figured out what's been my number one question about the Habs defense this whole year. What has it been? Uh, they trade Jeff Petrie, not Jeff Petrie. What, Alex? Puck movers. Not just puck movers. That is a that is a decent little little thing to go off. That's here. a throwback. Uh, a right hand shot puck mover. No, 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 no. Um, Romanov not playing overtime. Oh yes, yes. Oh. We have an answer. Uh, John Liu tweeted this. Habs Luke Richardson says Romanov plays with so much physicality and passion that he's often worn out by third periods, which diminishes his effectiveness to play in OT when quick decisions have to be made and mistakes can be magnified. Richardson says Romanov is learning to manage his energy so that he can eventually be a regular OT contributor. Richardson summing up Romanov. Sometimes he, he has too big a gas tank. He likes to stay out there a long time. Uh, there it is. Remember, it was like there was a warm-up in the playoffs last year and he had skated like twice as much as everyone else. Um like David Savard had talked about apparently Romanov's calmed down a lot more, but I, I really love listening to that. that that's funny. I like you really like it. It's an amazing story. He's just too nuts. Oh, that's great. He's too that's dedicated. He's just that. him and Caulfield are just two little smiling bears. I love it. Panda bear, short bear, little grizzly bear, bar down bear. Score it again, by the way. Too good. <laughs> I, I hate Tommy so much. He's such a bad coach. If Marty St. Louis doesn't come back next year, by the way, I will be inconsolable. I want you to know that. Do we record that episode as well, or do we wait a minute? No, Price, no, Adam just does it by himself. Marty St. Louis leaves the same day Price is traded. Oh, I my just, Lord. And I just cry forever. 
I just uh, my I actually my new. Did you guys see that picture of Price and Caulfield on Picture Day? I did. I feel not. like I did, but uh, go find it. It's my new. Uh, it's like Price is on his knees doing goalie stuff, and him and Caulfield about to hug. It's on my desktop background. It's you know what I couldn't stop machine. looking at for a while though. What was the NCAA picture of Keandre Miller and Cole Caulfield? I didn't know that was a thing. Well, okay, well, um, Keandre's a, like really tall, isn't he's he? He's like six foot six. Did you see they put at the team photo? They put um they put uh, Caulfield between Petrie and Savard, and like they put him right in the middle too. So you just see how short he is. And there's this and video just, of him asking for a stool. Yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw that. But the the funnier thing is. They had Petrie and Savar just have full on beards, right? Like full on facial hair. Yeah. And it's just clean, like I don't know, like just right down to the skin, Cole Caulfield. He's got his hair gelled backwards and he's just next yeah. to a mound mountain and a and a teacher who doesn't want to be there. And it's a whole thing. Uh did you notice how uh the four alternate captains included Joe Edmondson, by the way? I'm convinced he'll be captain. I'm convinced he'll be. Really? Was he not? Uh, was he not? Not to assistant? start the year. No, not he wasn't the with the team to start the year. Right? Is that no, how did that? He missed like most. He of the missed year. most of the year, right? So it was. But Weber was he not last year with? Uh, no, he wasn't. No. Oh. It was Weber with Gallagher and Byron. Uh, yeah, and then they they were alternating it, and Petrie had it at one point this year, and then they gave it to Byron, Gallagher, Edmondson, and Suzuki. So I, I've actually been against you give Suzuki to see next year because you have the pressure of that. Right. And next year his contract kicks in. <sighs> and both of those, like Suzuki is a confident guy, but I, I, I hold off and maybe Edmonton's a nice little placeholder. They really like him. And I like him. He's like a great guy. Would you be great okay quotes. with that though? Like Edmondson with those, uh, the one-year cap, like you don't want like the long-term guy right away. Is what I'm talking about. He'd be well. It's not an awful thing to have. I mean, like, listen, he's clearly the guys love him. I don't think it's gonna kill you. Like, if Suzuki was bothered by it, like, who cares? Yeah, I don't I think I don't think they're the wrong option. Like, you can look at like Gallagher no. too, and who's gonna blink? No, no, no one. I, 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 I this was my opinion, and. And I think, I mean, I'd say the same with the Leafs. I didn't necessarily think Matthews should have gotten the captaincy um, either at, at the time. Like before what what had transpired. Amir, correct. Like pre that, I thought I was pretty. We were all Morgan Riley, I think. I was very, I was Morgan Riley because like, why was he not an option? He um, has literally I, been through the ringer. He is the oldest leaf there. I mean, who, in terms what of tenure? What what defense partner has he not had on the Maple Leafs? Um, but again, like giving it to a young guy, and I'm not. I want to be clear. I'm not trying to diminish Nick Suzuki. What I'm saying is, is it takes a certain character to be a captain at a young age. A la Gabriel Landeskog, uh, like who Steve else? Steve Eiserman. Um, I mean, we they did hand Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel captaincies uh at what 20 21 years old. Yeah, it wasn't great. 
one, one <sighs> got traded and the other one gets land based in the media. Like it rarely right, works. Right. Like it's just giving it to, let's say Brendan Gallagher, I think who has also been through it with this team has been there uh, he's, been there he's done the second that? longest tenure behind price yeah right and Just so here. to me that would be the most obvious uh candidate that's why but i do think like suzuki will get it eventually i just don't think giving it to him at what 22 years old 22 23 yeah. 22 23 years old in montreal and you understand what i mean by that is not the smartest move, in my opinion. Would you be okay, Adam, if they took their time, like the way the Leafs did it, where before Dion, before John Tavares, they took their time with finding a new captain? Yeah, well, and, uh, yeah, and Hughes and and and, and uh, Hughes and Gordon sound like patient dudes. Um, and they've talked about like I will go through the process. Um. Just the thing, like, uh, if they name it, I'll be cool. If they don't, I'm, I don't care. Um, it's it's whatever. Um, it's just the reason I think of Edmondson, too, is it's just it sounds like he's been operating as it already. Like, he's the one who took Harris out to dinner. He did it with someone else. I can't remember who. It may have been Paul Byron. I could be wrong, but Edmondson was there for sure. Picked the bill because that was nice. And Byron, I don't know if he's going to be around after that contract. Um uh, and not to mention, like, I could see Edmondson staying past his contract, not for as much money, but like, he's a guy who he's a veteran defenseman. They're going to need some because of how many young guys they have. And Edmondson skating is pretty good. And that's something that's a big part of their sort of plans. And they're going to have a lot of those young puck movers coming in. I think you do need Edmondson there. Don't forget. And obviously the number one reason he should be captain, he brought back fix you. Which is all you need. That was the most important thing. It's really, if they don't name it, I don't care. I just, I, the problem is, I don't think you can continue to have Shea Weber as placeholder captain right. because there is, there was an article in, it may have been the Gazette saying that Shea Weber's volumes, volume, his silence speaks volumes because what doesn't help is he was at Pecorine's retirement ceremony, right? Which you expect, but he hasn't spoken to Habs media yet. And I knew the moment I saw him at that at Nashville's thing, I knew Habs fans were going to start turning on him, and they don't like that he hasn't spoken yet. And I'm not going to lie, it bothers me a little bit too, because you are the. I think there is an obligation as captain to at least say something. I don't know if he can do a goodbye because of the LTIR stuff, but it 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 has started in Montreal where you cannot have him as captain. Like he wasn't at the team photo even. Even Kerry was there. I didn't I, I, and, and I wonder oh. if that I what sorry, Danny. Go ahead. Oh no, I just said I didn't notice that when I, I realized oh wow, well, like Shea Weber was not there. It wasn't in the one at the beginning of the year either. And was, my uh, my guess is it has a lot to do with he's probably not playing again. And that's going to be the topic of discussion at a press conference. And I don't blame him. I understand why he'd be mad, but I don't blame him for not going out there because he's going to be repeating the same thing. I'm injured. I'm injured. I'm injured. I'm injured. The, listen, the first question asked at the golf tournament in the summer is going to, well, one of the first, if he's not moved because of his contracting, will be right. about the lever. Um, exactly. It's just the captaincy 
to fans, I think it's sort of lost its thingy, but there is still that expectation in Montreal. So you got, there is just, there is something fundamentally wrong with so many question marks around the captain of the Montreal Canadiens. Um, and you know what? It's, um, I, I think you have to be careful with it. You know what I mean? Like in a good way, because when you look back on who were the last few captains, it ran Pacioretty out of town. Yeah. Like, but, uh, even if you go all the way back to one of my quiz questions of Vincent Domfus, the last Canadian <laughs> captain before Shea Weber, um, it's just these guys who were monumental in terms of what they meant to the city. So you had Vincent Domfus, Sakwa Koivu, and then I know, yeah, I guess Petretti, and then what, Shea there, Weber? There was a gap. It's like, like, Koivu was like, I think the last one that went out. Like, they didn't sign him, right? Like, that was a little, but it's like before Koivu, to now and like before it's like they've just been traded <laughs> like it's just a i think gianta may have walked i can't remember oh yeah he, he, he signed with the sabers yeah yeah um so i just yeah but like, I, it's 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 always been well i don't think of course it's gonna be difficult for anyone to fill saku's shoes in any way shape or form but um man uh, they can't go wrong. They have options. They have options. Either Gallagher or Edmondson or Suzuki. It doesn't matter. Um, okay, we can end the episode there. Um, it was it was an uphill battle the entire time. Um, we got it done. So apologies if it sounds wacky in some places. We uh, it was a it was a mess. It was a mess. Um, but uh, the lads did well to do it on campus and persevere through. It. And Alex tried his damnedest to get it to work at the. It was uh, there was half an hour at setup, but technology just seems to hate us. Even when we did the Twitch streams, they just hated us. Um, link below wherever you listen to us to see all the stuff you need to see. Check out the TikTok, especially. We love the TikTok. Uh, the TikTok loves making fun of my fandom of Sidney Crosby, and now they can do it about Sasha Barkov. Suck it. Um, what a pass in that overtime winner, by the way. I forgot to mention what a piece. Yeah. So oh, I forgot to apologize. Um, Eric Shalgren's performance, my fault. We did uh, not talk about that. We did not talk about that. But yeah, that was my fault. I'd like to deeply apologize to Leafs Nation because last episode I said, until Jack Campbell comes back, I'm okay with running with Shalgren. And the next game he plays, does he not pull that out? I apologize. But what I will say, I was not responsible for them blowing that game. That was everyone on Twitter who is way too confident. That's what I'll say but I'll, I will apologize simply for Eric Shalgren's performance. And we apologize that we have to go, but we will let you know we will see you this Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, fun day. Sunday. Thank you for listening, and we will see you later. Bye, guys. Na, 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 na.